0: Welcome, or welcome back to Tea and Tangents with Tara. And on this week's episode, we have Ariana. Hello. Ariana has been my friend for about, like, a year and a half now, maybe more. Um, before school, before we both started college, and... The reason we met was because I was like, Hey, you give me like the vibe. Like, are you Italian? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. And obviously I'm Italian, so I was like, This is great. Like, hello, like we're friends now. Like I made my first friend.
1: Tara saw me and said, You're gonna be my best friend for the rest of my life and it's been that way ever since.
0: We have a live studio audience. <laughs> yeah all right we're putting their mics on for subtle commentary but i'm not done talking about aria
1: <laughs> it's because i'm special
2: hello and thank you for letting me be on this podcast tara it's an absolute pleasure as always i've known tara for quite some time now uh we call our tiny tara here at on campus um can i say campus am i allowed to um yeah, I think I I think I have some faulty um equipment over here. But uh yeah, my name's Nick and uh, I'm 6'2, powerhouse of a unit. Um and I'm I'm excited to be here.
3: Hi. I'm Abdul. Um, Nick's best friend slash his boyfriend.
1: Meeting. I feel like I'm in an AA meeting with the way we're introducing ourselves. Yeah, like be a
3: ourselves. So I'm addicted to cars. Um <laughs>
0: welcome to
3: the
0: club thank you so ari what's on your mind today whoa big face
1: and suddenly the room got quiet (laughs) um there's a good amount of things on my mind i mean school has just been school and dealing with life has been a topic of its own conversation but i don't know i've been pretty okay for the most part considering my circumstances but you know i think over the past two semesters, I've learned a lot about the people I want in my life and the people that don't deserve to be in my life, um, and that's been a huge thing just because I think in college you really learn the most about yourself because if you're in your most formative years you're becoming an adult, and there's a whole lot of ups and downs that you feel like are going to absolutely destroy you, and then a couple of days go by and the water starts to settle and.
0: What's been your strategy for telling yourself that, like, the next day will come, You take it one day at a time?
1: There isn't much of a strategy. I'm going (laughs) to be really honest. Um, Some days I'm like, screw this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to put in the work. And then I think of myself like five years down the line when I have my master's and I'm living the good life and none of this is going to matter. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think that's what, for the most part, gets me through is the fact that in a couple of years when all of this blows over, this isn't going to be the topic of conversation. And I hate saying that like, oh, you're thinking about something that is ruining your day. But what are you going to do in five years when something else ruins your day? I just don't think that's a good strategy because you're not in a problem worrying about a problem that's going to happen in five years. And I've never understood it when like older people say that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a good mindset to have after you start to calm down. And say, well, in five years, this isn't going to be a problem. This right. isn't going to be the problem that I'm going to be dealing with. So it's a good way to just settle your mind a bit.
0: I know something that they would tell us, like back in middle school, was no one <laughs> will remember what you're wearing today or what you're saying today, but they'll remember who you are and how you treated other people in 30 years. And just like to a great extent, I agree with that. Like how you treat other people is the way that you'll be remembered and. How other people treat you is the way that you'll remember them. And how you make them feel is a good indicator of whether or not you'll want them in your life and they want you in your life. There's a whole lot of sus
1: things happening in the studio right now. Yeah.
3: That's what happens when you put me and
1: Nick together. Yeah, especially if you are five feet apart, but they're not getting right? Mm -hmm.
3: I think Abdul has a
2: crush on me, and I don't know how to feel about it.
3: You don't act like you don't want it.
1: This is uncomfortable.
0: There's a lot going on right now, a lot of tension in the room.
1: There's a lot of sexual tension between the boys. Specifically with these two N- girls. Me and Tara have great chemistry, but I don't think there's <laughs> any sexual tension I don't think room.
2: this conversation has to go in any sort of sexual way <laughs> at all. I don't even know why we're <laughs> on this topic. It's quite you strange. Know,
0: so going back to having people in your life in college and learning how to deal with people in your life, um, Nicholas, Abdul, do you have anything to add about um, experiences that you've had in forming pre- friendships?
2: Well, throughout, throughout college so far, I've made uh, a bunch of different friends, and I've been a part of many friend groups, but what I've come to realize is that there's times when you have to let people go in order to grow and, and really become a better individual, and I've had to let many friend groups go, even in high school and not just in college, uh, in order to, to grow um, into who I am today, and sometimes it, it hurts to let people go. But um, if they're not in your best interest, it's important that you you stay on your path. And if you need to deviate from your friends and you need to leave them behind, there are better friends that you can make and better people that you can surround yourself with.
3: Yeah, like as my um, one of my cousins would always tell me, if your friend isn't helping you make money, helping you in school or helping you in life in general, just stay away from them no matter how happy you feel with them, no matter how fun it is with them if they're not helping you with real life, there's no point in even pursuing that friendship?
0: I think there's definitely a discrepancy about that because you can have friends in your life that aren't bringing you anything but happiness. And I think that's still a valid friendship to have. I don't think they need to provide you any sort of monetary gain or career gain because I know like at least in my friendships, a lot of them are not providing any sort of like advantage well, to me but i do see what you mean with like you don't want someone who will hold you back in your life
3: yeah like i'm not saying it's it's bad to have friendships like that but if there's people that are like specifically bad influences on your life maybe mm-hmm. i'm worried wrong but that's what i mean like people who stray you to like a bad path
0: i completely see what you're saying i think no the wording of it is just, like obviously your yeah. cousin's words but yeah. i i completely see what you mean with you want people who are good to you and good for your life, in your life, because a lot of... Something I didn't notice or realize until I was older was um, you are your friends, right? like You Mm -hmm. become the people that you surround yourselves with.
1: You're a product of your environment.
0: Yeah, Ari, what do you think about that? Do you think you've become your friends in a sort of sense?
1: I... Okay. This is a hefty topic, just because I'm a very independent person. I always have been. I hate relying on anyone for absolutely anything. And... We talked about this a little bit last night on FaceTime, but I don't think having friendships that are going to benefit you in anything that's not just happiness is a friendship that you should stray away from in that sense. I do think we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and we can get into religion a little bit, but God places people into your life to either teach you a lesson, stay in your life for the rest of your life, be your best friend, teach you what you don't deserve, teach you exactly what you do deserve, and you learn that as you grow up. You learn. As you lose people and as you keep people who God placed in your life for a specific reason. And as much as you don't want to see it in the moment that it's happening, where you want to turn around and say, but God, why did you do this to me? Why why are you showing me this lesson? Why are you making me feel terrible? And in a couple of weeks down the line, you'll feel so much better knowing that you overcame that situation and that you did it with a hell of a good face on.
0: Yeah like people are here for seasons or for reasons is like I think the big saying and just because someone is in your life doesn't mean one that they'll stay in your life and two that they're good for you but what Ari is saying and what I completely agree with is that you can take lessons from people and you can learn a lot from people like in a a more positive respect like Matilda is something I've learned a big amount about like being inspired to travel and to do things alone like this girl literally goes into the city, like, alone just to like, go hang out and try new things. And, you know, she came here to live alone, like, all the way from France. So, I mean, and if you haven't listened to our last episode, go listen. But she... she
1: Casual self-promo
0: <laughs> But she really is um, someone that I can learn from. And that's, you know, a positive learning curve. But with some other people, you can learn what you don't want to surround yourself with from them. And you can learn what, who you don't want to be. Um, anyone in the room feel free to answer do you think there's someone that you met that you don't want to be like at all or you don't have to jump names but a quality that you don't want to have
1: I used to hate when anybody called me selfish and I don't necessarily think I'm selfish but one thing I've learned being in college is it is okay to be selfish because you are with yourself 24-7 and you are the only person with yourself 24-7. I don't care if you have a spouse who you live with. I don't care if you have a best friend that you see every day. You are the person who lives inside your body every day, 24-7, no matter what. So if you have to turn around, and I say this all the time and I'm a huge believer in it, but if you have to hurt somebody else's feelings just so you could be happy five de- years down the line, then I don't necessarily you sh- think that you should feel bad about it. Yes, 110%, you're looking out for other people's best interests at all times. But I do heavily believe that no one is looking out for you the way you're going to look out for you. And if you need to get up and walk away from a situation or get up and walk away from a friendship or get up and break up with your ex-boyfriend because he's fucking insane, then do it. And even if it hurts for a little bit, and even if it's going to hurt a million of other people, At least at the end of the day, you're gonna turn around in five years and say, But I'm not miserable, and they still are, and that's not my problem anymore. Because you could have people in your life who 110% are just there to make you happy, but they are also the most selfish people on the face of the planet because they have never thought about your well being. You think about your well being 24 7. Granted, your best friends, your boyfriends, your spouses, your significant others, whatever it is, think about your well being in specific situations. But at the end of the day, everyone's just thinking about themselves. So I don't think it's fair to call people selfish just because they did something to make themselves happy and it ruined a friendship and it ruined a relationship because last time I checked, I was the one who was winning in this situation because I'm happy and you're miserable and that's not my problem.
0: And I think that's a very strong take, <laughs> a very strong take, <laughs> but I do see how it would help I just you... dropped a
1: very controversial bomb and I'm completely <laughs> okay with it
0: that's what tea and tangents is all about (laughs) (laughs) so it, it definitely is a very strong take but i have to say that i see where you're coming from and i do understand that you are the only person that you have at the end of the day and even if you spend 24 7 with someone else you're the only person inside your own head um so only you can justify your own decisions and tell yourself um what's good for you and what's not. No one else knows you better than yourself, even if someone says that they know you like the back of their hand. And some people do know me like the back of their hand, but still, at the end of the day, no one will know me better than myself. And this is an important realization, I think, when it comes to forming close bonds in college, like knowing when to put yourself first and how to put yourself first. Because when you, especially when you're living on campus, like I obviously don't live on campus. Um, Our little circle does not live on campus, but there's when you live on campus, you are constantly surrounded by people. You always have the opportunity to hang out, and you have to know when to put yourself first and when to spend time alone, when to study alone. And I think even like as a commuter, we have to know when to put ourselves first, when to go to sleep, and when to you know hang up the call, even though I never want to hang up the call. It <laughs> was even...
3: me and Nick last night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it it really you know what I don't think game pigeon is really. I don't think you can consider game pigeon at you know like twelve a.m.
3: My my eyes just like whoa. Listen, <laughs> all I'm
2: saying is if you're losing battleship and ping pong and eight ball so up. many times in a row, you know it's time to go to bed. That's all I'm saying. And
3: Nick, like you cheating ass motherfuckers. <laughs> motherf-
2: he's he's just upset that no no. Tell
3: me tell me how he starts the game. Yo, I can't find your ships. So where the fuck are you? Ten empty things, and then out of nowhere, boom 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 boom. Find
2: How is that
1: them. considered cheating? It's if not you can't cheating. You're bored. In fact,
2: I'm a military commander. <laughs> In, when it comes to battleship, I am a military commander. All right?
1: I bring um, strategy.
0: So, so, as you can tell, Nicholas recently acquired an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yes. Also, fun fact uh, Nicholas wasn't going to go to college. He was going to go to the army. Took the test and everything. Yeah. This so, military commander shit. Yeah. yeah, no, he's not kidding.
0: I know. I was also considering the military. The Marines wanted me. The Marines? Where you? The did Marines. you want the Marines? Wanted, I did um, want the Marines for a while. The
1: 411 little
2: they
0: yeah. brown they, Italian they girl. Wanted, they wanted my oh, okay. brain. <laughs> then you,
1: then,
2: <laughs> I don't think they wanted your brain. I think they knew that you would be able to go into small crawl spaces. I think that's what it was.
1: The fun fact about Tara is, I say this all the time when I talk about Tara. I talk about Tara quite often. <laughs> she is one of my favorite topics of conversation. But um, specifically with my family, um, especially my family in Europe, when they ask me, like, about my friends and my relationships. tire is usually, like, the first topic of conversation. (laughs) Um, And... I say it all the time. I'm like, you look at her. She's 4'11". She's a brown Italian girl. And you wouldn't think like she opens her mouth and you'd be mad fucking confused. And then you talk to her for 20 minutes and you realize she's valedictorian, already has her associate's (laughs) degree, is graduating two years early, going to med school in a year, getting her master's online. And you're like, what the fuck, bro? And you're just mad confused because she's this little ass girl, but she is really fucking smart. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Tara.
0: I appreciate the whole resume spiel. <laughs>
1: if anybody needs to know, you can just text me, and I'll give you <laughs> all of Tara's life story.
0: Um, but yeah, like I think you know, the military is a very respectable career. Like I come from a military family on my dad's side, and it's you know, like, do I agree with everything the American government does? No, but that's another topic of conversation. But do it's I? It's not think... for today, guys. It's not. <laughs> But do I think that um, having the desire to serve your country is very respectful? Yes, like I do. Um, so, so where were you I don't know of if going? I want to be serving
1: my country for a group of men who believe that they should um, know reproductive rights when they don't even have.
0: Oh, yeah. But yes. We they don't even have today. fucking
1: ovaries. Yeah. I'm just saying
0: Protect thought, women's I rights. I thought we weren't getting
3: into this today. Yeah, I thought we weren't getting into yeah. that. We that's get that's into everything
0: here. <laughs> we get into everything here.
1: It's okay. That's a topic for another day, because if we start talking about it, we're gonna be here until five o'clock.
0: Yes. But yes, protect sure. women's rights. Um Nicholas, so you took the ASVAB. Where were you thinking of going?
2: I was oh uh, so there were two there were two possibilities. One, I was going to join the military for free education. That was the primary goal. So the focus was always around education. Um, I was looking at West Point and I was looking at military academies and I was attending those meetings. Um, it really wasn't for me. There's a lot that you have to give up to go into those particular academies. And so I was looking more at enlisting and then working my way up the ranks as after I was in. But the major thing about joining the military was that your focus would never be on your education, your academics, because it's job first and then it's everything after. So while I'd be working you know, eight, 12 hour shifts, then I'd have to squeeze in schooling in between. And at that point, it's you just don't have the motivation to do schooling because you're already working. So um, I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship um, and on top of financial aid, a pretty much a full ride uh, to college. So I took that route instead.
0: First of all, congratulations. Um, I think that a lot of people in the United States go into the military for free education. Mathilde, if you could hop on a mic, is that common in France at all? So most of universities and college in France are free, except like the big one for com- business and yeah. communication. But yeah, usually yeah. we don't pay. Like it's really something so we don't do. I really do think that... Um, the military incentive in the United States is a reason why people go into the military, like that whole getting free education route, and that's why part of the reason why I think education isn't free. Because if education was free, I think a lot of young people wouldn't consider the military. Um, I mean, like I'm still considering the military for medical school because they pay for your medical school, you get direct links to residency. Um, I think it's a great program. Um, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm proud of my grandparents who like served in like World War One and World War Two. So, I don't think that it's something that's out of the question, but I do think that the whole education aspect is a big driver. Um, Abdul, were, was your first plan always college?
3: Yeah, I'm brown. <laughs> <laughs> you think my parents would let me join the military? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, come on now.
0: <laughs> he said, BFFR. <laughs> See for fucking
1: real.
3: <laughs> but yeah, no, immigrants, mostly immigrants. The co- the plan is to come here, have children, and then they go to college and succeed.
1: And um, yeah. Immigrant kids do everything your parents were unable to do.
3: Literally. Yeah, and, em- and that's that's your whole like, childhood. I came here because, to give you a better life. And if you don't succeed, it's fucked up. It's like a fuck you to my parents.
0: And that's also, I feel like, a lot of pressure yeah because like while well, my mom is an immigrant like she she immigrated from Guyana like at around like seventeen um I feel like I don't have as much pressure to succeed because my mother like already did it like you know she has her two master's degrees like she did everything that like she wanted to accomplish, and the same with my father, but I know that when you're first done in college like it's it's a big pressure because you are the first to be educated you are the first to graduate with your bachelor's degree. And and Ari, you can say the same because your parents were educated in Italy.
1: Um, Yeah, so my mom moved to the States when she was 19 by herself. Um, My entire family still lives in Italy. My dad moved to the States from Switzerland, but he's an Italian citizen when he was seven. But my dad didn't even finish middle school. My my dad owns a very big company in New York City. um, And... God bless that man because he is extremely successful and he didn't even graduate middle school. And my mom was valedictorian of her class. And when she moved here, didn't have the money to go to college. And after she had kids, she wanted to get her RN certification. And me and my brother were little and there was nobody to watch us. And she couldn't go back and forth from the city without us. And we were in school all day and my dad worked crazy hours. So there was just no one to watch us. And my mom, as an immigrant, Italian woman believed that there's nobody else suited better to raise her kids than her and my father and my mom decided not to go to school. And when I think about it, I'm the youngest in my family, so I am the baby. Um so all of the people in my life consider me the little girl I always have been, I always will be. It doesn't matter if I'm 6, it doesn't matter if I'm 20, it won't matter when I'm 50. Um but my parents hold a lot of pride knowing that I go to school on a scholarship, and I work my ass off, take 20 credits, and I do very well. Um, But there is this pressure where I need to do well to make them happy. And I hate that conception that you need to do well to make everyone else happy, because I do believe, again, in being a little bit selfish and doing it for yourself. And I know eventually that the only person that's gonna benefit from all the work I'm putting in is like me and my like future family. But a lot of it is because I want to turn around to my parents and be like, look, I did it. Um, I say it all the time. When I am have enough money and I have all and I'm rich and I have everything that I want, I'm going to go buy my parents a house. I'm going to pay off their mortgage because that's what they deserve. My parents have broken their backs to give me and my brother the life that we deserve. I mean, I grew up in a one bedroom apartment in Queens up until I was about 13 years old. I shared a bedroom with my brother who was six years old, who is six years older than me. And my parents have never, ever said no. If we wanted to take a trip, if we wanted a toy, if we wanted anything, we didn't even have money to make the ends meet. And my parents did it all. There was never not food on the table. There was never hot, like no hot water. There was always heat in the house. There was always AC in the house. And we never had to worry about having a roof over our heads. And my parents didn't even have the money to do it. My parents were living paycheck to paycheck and they still did it. They still figured out a way to do it. And now my parents, God bless them, are able to live a lavish, lavish life. And they have a hell of a time doing it. And they, listen, my parents are going to Florida every other weekend. My dad's like living his best life. My dad goes and does things. And my mom goes to Italy whenever she wants to go see her family. And my dad never tells that woman no, ever. I've never seen a man more in love
0: men in the room take notes
1: my father cannot tell my mother no my it, it's a beautiful thing my mom blinks her eyes at something for more than 10 seconds and it's on the front doorstep two days later
0: and your parents are very gracious welcoming people like i went to ari's house i think it was like a week ago um it was the most recent time and Ari went to go take a nap and I'm still in Ari's house I'm waiting on the couch and listen (laughs) I'm in the same
1: room don't don't let her think I like went to my room to go take a nap no I was sleeping on the couch she
0: just knocked out on her couch and I'm just sitting there and I'm chilling like I'm on my phone like I'm very much relaxing and Ari's mom goes do you want some fruit like do you want any fruit do you want me to cut up any fruit for you and it's something that my mom would do if I was sitting on my couch so there and we ate fruit together and chatted and she, the, she has a very welcoming family, and you can definitely see where Ari gets her good qualities from. Like, she...
1: going make me cry in the clothes.
0: <laughs> she's a very gracious, kind human being. And, uh, again, I think that goes back to who you surround yourselves with. It's who you surround by, by your family, and who you, surround, who you choose to surround yourself with with your friends. Like, I don't know if Abdul or Nicholas want to speak about, like, how maybe their families have influenced who they are today.
2: Um, well... Definitely. I think my family has had a a very big influence on on who I've been. There's always been at least one parent uh, home when I was growing up. So at the beginning, it was my mom. She was working from home and my dad was out. Um, And then after probably like 2008, then it switched and my dad was always home. And um, it was actually very nice because Um, He would always take me, my my sister to like basketball trainings and all these other things. And he was always instilling like hardworking values um, into the both of us. So I think I've definitely become more uh, headstrong and determined and I'm just on a on a correct path. Um, He kind of taught me early on to avoid, you know, people who are going to be a negative influence in my life. And to avoid doing things that would harm me like drugs and and other things like that. But I think it really comes down to like who you surround yourself with is who you're going to become. So if you're surrounding yourself with losers, you're going to become a loser uh, because you learn from the people that you're around. So if you're constantly doing things with people or you're around people who are just negative, then that's what you're going to become. So I'm fortunate enough that I was surrounded and raised by very good people.
3: Well, it was like the same thing for me like going back to what Ari and nick said like my parents were always my dad mostly he was always trying to tell me to avoid the bad bad things staying out late drugs alcohol Only, we
0: don't do any of that
3: we are
1: good children yeah
3: the most we see was 11 o'clock <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey hey all right <laughs> I'm not going to turn around and tell my father that I am not going to be home at 11 o'clock because we know damn well you're going to tell an immigrant man that you're going to be home at 1130 and you are not allowed out for the rest of your life.
3: Yeah, you just ask for forgiveness, but in the permission. Me,
0: me and Abdul do our check-ins with our parents, so we'll like, yeah. can we please get a 30-minute extension? And like, obviously, as I've gotten older, my parents are getting this better. Role, guys,
1: but... I don't. I don't fuck with my parents and my freaking 30-minute extension. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that.
3: <laughs> no, you just say you're going to come home at 11 and it's 11.15. They call. Where are you? Oh, and 10 listen, minutes away. Half
1: the time, they're already asleep by the time I'm coming home. So if I'm strolling oh, in no. at 11.20. Listen, I mean, my dad full on will be like, I'm staying up until you get home. I walk in the house. Homie is half asleep on the couch <laughs> with my dog right on top of him. <laughs> Dogs look at his face. My dad's snoring left and right. And I am I still I walk into the house. Next morning, he calls me. What time did you get home? 11 no. o'clock. I'm going to check the cameras. Okay, dad, check the cameras. Checks the cameras. Doesn't call me back.
3: Yeah. No, no, no. My mom will stay awake, whether I'm at work out with friends. Mm-hmm. My dad does not give two fucks. The first time he recalled me was only my we bowling. And that was Which literally. everyone
0: in the room was here for.
3: And like, I, I left Ari's driveway. I'm like pulling out right behind Nick. And my dad calls, Where are you? I'm like, Out with friends for my birthday. Oh, okay. When are you coming home? Oh, like 30 minutes. Okay. Be safe. And he's half asleep while he's calling me. I come home. My mom is tight, sitting on the sofa, light one light on. Like, half asleep, not looking at me. But my dad
1: does not give like two shits. About um, immigrant parent dynamics. Because yeah. then you walk into my house and it's the complete opposite. My mom <laughs> doesn't give a shit about fuck, okay? That woman, she'll be like, let her stay out. She's 20 years old. Let her <laughs> live her life. My mom's like, I moved here when I was 19 by myself. Let her live her life. No, it's and always- my dad is like, I fuck. I don't give a fuck. My, dad, my dad will, in a second, okay, my dad is the most gracious man on the face of the planet. My dad has no problem taking fucking everything away from me just to teach me a damn lesson. All right? My dad will be like, all right, doors off.
3: No, that's how, it, that's literally how it is. There's always that one parent that's strict as fuck and the other one is... Yep chill as fuck it's, that's my dad my mom's my mom is strict as shit
0: it's bad cop good cop like my my father is so laid back so and, and my mom always is like because he's old like he's oh that's why he's laying back <laughs> um but no like my dad is just a very patient individual and he just he just cares that we're safe really and then my mom is has always been strict on us growing up but like she's the disciplinarian she's the one who's like be home at this time or or else like you Literally. know Else? Don't, don't Nick, how, oh. how have you been with parents and like growing up? Have you? Listen is this, your so well, like listen in terms of time? Yeah.
2: Uh, well, I, okay. I have a deal. Looking at me like I, I'm like living a privileged life here.
3: But, <laughs> <laughs> don't say you're not.
2: But compared okay. so, to the rest of us compared to me, me Arya and
3: Taron? When
2: it when it comes to my my life, my I have very strict values and very core beliefs. Um, that I will not break. I don't touch drugs. I don't touch alcohol. I don't surround myself with people who are gonna, you know, influence me in a, in a bad way. And my parents know that I am very strict when it comes to my own life and what I'm doing and who I'm with. Um, so they trust me, and and we have a, like a relationship of respect. So they know that. And I'm not abusing it. Like I could stay out, for example, if I wanted to stay out tonight at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., I could do it. But it's not like I'm abusing that. It's not like I'm constantly doing that. Um, It's just like once in a while, if I want to hang out or I'm with people, then I'll come home later. But it's not like I abuse the system and it's not like I'm disrespecting them or anything. And they know that there are things that I won't do that they don't even have to worry about. Like they don't have to worry about me going out and doing drugs with people. They don't have to worry about me hanging out with people who are, you know, committing crimes and things like that because they know I would never surround myself with people who are doing that. They know I'm not out drinking. So there's a lot of things they don't have to worry about because um, that's just who I am and that's just how I live my life. Um, But like if they, you know, they may call me or shoot me a text and they might want to know my whereabouts. Like, what are you doing now? Because it's getting late. Like, what time do you think you'd be home? Stuff like that. But um, at the end of the day, it's like they they know that I'm not going to do anything stupid. So they're not as worried about what I'm doing
0: it's important to have those strong values and to know where you stand in those issues because I know even like it's like been like 20 episodes ago when I had like one of my first episodes I, I was talking about drinking and how some people don't think you're as mature or as adult if you don't drink or some people think that you're not mature if you don't vape or something like that um and that's really not what it is and when you find the right people you won't feel pressured at all to feel like doing things that you're uncomfortable with like drinking more than you should or that you want to or even drinking at all and when you find those people you'll be very comfortable with staying out and with you know hanging out and hopefully your parents will too because I mean at least with my parents like I they've met for the most part everyone that I surround myself with like I'll invite them over or they'll meet them at like a school event or social event and in that way they'll feel more comfortable with who I'm hanging out with which is Abdul's master plan for being able to stay out later (laughs)
3: Yeah, I have the whole squad coming over this weekend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> his plan is that um, if all of his friends meet his mother, then maybe she'll be a little bit more chill.
3: That's the goal. Okay. Tara and Arya like be like getting prepared to like fulfill their immigrant duties. And she's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "They said they're gonna set the table, clean the dishes."
0: I'll be like, "Hello, auntie. Like, what, <laughs> how can I help?" Auntie, and and well, I'll auntie. be
1: there to eat the food. Literally. <laughs>
0: Nick, Ian, Nick, Ian, Nick is Ian there to be the generic, um, <laughs> the
1: generic white boy. Of <laughs> the the generic French generic French. spicy! Terrible.
0: It's too spicy! <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, Nick feels bad. <laughs>
1: No, I'm totally Ian, fine. Gonna be saying that, like, one right you can't hurt attitude. his ego. Have you seen that man? He's 6'2. I'm a 6'2
2: powerhouse, like I said before. Powerhouse of testosterone. No, no. Yeah, there Ari- you go. I was
1: going to
0: say. <laughs> Ari Nicholas levels. flirting over the microphone.
1: Hey, hey, hey. I'm allowed to flirt with my boyfriend over the microphone, all right? <laughs> no one else is allowed to, but I for shit sure, sure can. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> Except Abdul Tell Abdul that to Abdul
2: Abdul's trying to yeah, Abdul's, Abdul's grabbing to... my leg Abdul, right now No I'm not Stop lying Abdul's hey, touching Abdul, my leg
1: right now I can Don't see touch your, your hand On the, the table you want, you want me to fill those Immigrant duties right You want to be allowed out People
0: late I'm going to
2: start Flying over the table
1: now
0: <laughs> Abdul and Nicholas Are sitting a little bit Too close sh- together I know I think
2: I, I think I might want to move a, To a different studio <laughs> My shaking
0: espresso wow. Is
1: very close to being Thrown across this damn table <laughs>
0: I'm just sitting here Damn <laughs>
1: Oh, guys this is our friendship dynamic on a day-to-day basis you're really getting all of it
0: okay so from each of you i want to hear the most important lesson that you've learned this semester so far this because just because started. it just started but there's been so much happening i feel mm. like we've all learned a lot and been through a lot oh, in the past like few weeks well, nicholas do you want to go first babe said
1: i'm going first. yeah what
2: i've what i've learned probably one of the biggest things that i've learned so far this semester is that you you can't get distracted Um, by other people and by other things you have to know what your goals are you have to have clear and defined goals and you have to constantly stay on that path to chase them and when you are aligned with yourself and you are chasing what you want in life um, everything else will fit into place and you'll find and be surrounded by people who fit into what your dreams are And what I noticed uh, just from my own experience so far this semester is when I kind of strayed from my own path, when I kind of stepped off my own path and I was distracted, um, I needed to, everything kind of felt like it was falling apart. But once I kind of realigned my values and realigned my goals and I kind of sat back and I said, okay, what am I doing wrong that I was, I was doing correct before. And it comes down to just kind of you have to look after yourself and you have to be independent and you have to do things for yourself that better better yourself. And when you are growing as an individual, then you'll, you're able to grow with everybody else and you're able to bring people with you. But if you are just kind of reliant on other people for your success, for your happiness, for everything like that, then you're going to get left behind and it's going to hurt. So you have to look after yourself and you have to be independent and you have to really be on your own path. And then, every, and then all the paths you know come together in the end you know all all roads lead to rome
0: i love that um i i mean yes all of rome's did once lead to rome that's a great combination of that and i think that's something i've also been struggling with um like being <laughs> mother's <laughs> side <laughs>
2: So here I am doing right like a like I'm I'm doing a whole monologue here we're and cutting them they're they're, out. they're okay, kinda taking up.
1: Okay. Um so as we all know, Nick just got an iPhone and he is learning how to use it. But um Abdul just sent me a very funny picture it. of my boyfriend and we're laughing across the table about it. So we're trying to be serious, but um Thank you for the context. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're welcome.
3: <laughs> you get to look at someone in a serious situation, don't look at me.
0: <laughs> so back to all roads leading to Rome. Um, again, that's something that I'm experiencing right now. Like I put myself in a lot of different things, and I do a lot of different things every day. And when I don't stay focused on my central goals, everything is crazy. Everything goes whack. I'm drained at the end of the day. I'm burnt out, and I don't get to do what I need to do. So I think that's great advice for anyone, even if you're not in college. Like You need to be focused on what you want to put your mind to. Um, I think a good method of that is like vision boards like when you can like see visually like what you want to do I know it's so corny but like I have one in my room like I made one I think it's a great way to visualize and I used to always be like I'm never making a vision board that's so stupid but then I made one this year and I was like okay like now I know what I want to do a vision board thank you I have a vision (laughs) Um, so Abdul, what's the gen some...
1: has been created? Don't
0: <laughs> trick with me. It's been manifested. Nobody can mess with me. Madoz does not here, like, oh my god, this is the American accent. Like, this is what it sounds like. She's like, this is what the Americans sound like, guys. She's she's in France and she's like, I don't know why why they sound like this. Like what, what, what do I do? How do I sound like that? Um and then so Abdul, what do you think is the most important thing that you've learned this semester so far
3: being organized because like i just figured out you could put like sticky notes on your macbook holy (laughs) fucking shit
1: i freaking love those damn stickies oh my
3: god you just put all your assignments on the top right and you always see it whatever you have to do and honestly i have not missed a single assignment since then
0: that's wonderful abdul
1: over here holding himself accountable as a freshman no that's great
0: because i mean i always feel like abdul's younger even though like age-wise we're the same age because like know, up to his freshman, and like he, you're still learning college. But, like, you want to,
3: you want to like realize if we're just like sitting somewhere, like I feel like we all look like we're the same age.
0: We all no, are the and same act, age. And, and, no, Everyone no, no, no. around this table, minus Matilda, is 19 years old. I, we're yeah. just all different grade levels. Hey, hey,
1: yeah. hey! I turned 20 in a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> <true>. yeah,
0: <same. laughs> I turn, I turn 20 in eight months. <laughs> Watch out, guys! All right, relax, <laughs> <laughs> relax, Watch out, for guys. A <laughs> Watch out, world.
3: Wait, so me and Tara are closer in age and. Than- me and
0: me. Nick. Yes, well, but yeah, me and Nick. We're just different. Whoa. Like, you're a freshman and I'm a senior. That's the only difference. That's, <laughs> That's fucking so nuts. fucking
3: weird, bro. That's so fucking nuts. So I
0: feel older than Abdul. But what,
3: you're like four months older than me?
0: Maybe about... When's your birthday? Or... I'm a Virgo. Hmm.
1: Oh my god, I'm a Pisces. Six months.
0: Pisces, hmm. Mar- March okay.
1: Pisces. I'm a March Pisces woman.
0: And a unfortunately, um, Nicholas is a March Pisces man. That is not
2: unfortunate. <laughs> not- that is not unfortunate. He my mic's been off this entire time, you know? am <laughs> 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 trying to, like, say some things, you know? But, like, whatever. No. I love my
1: boyfriend, but he knows nothing about horoscopes, so I feel like he cannot add on to that this is, right That, that is funny, absolutely
2: actually.
3: atrocious. Pisces. Don't know. You know, believing in horoscopes, like, in Islam is Haram.
0: Really? That's yeah. crazy, because in Hinduism, we, like, use it. No, it's, like, it's forbidden. I have we, a whole book on we horoscopes. Learned, hmm. We learn so much from Abdul, too. Yeah, there's,
3: like, something called, like, shirk which is like in in islamist which is like you believe that there's some uh, one other god like you're there's acquaintances with god mm-hmm. and like horoscopes is set to be like saying that there's acquaintances with god
0: mm-hmm.
3: so it's like completely forbidden so it's that's why of, i know nothing about horoscopes
0: so it's like the same idea as like um in space like, racism like psychics
1: <laughs> like
3: forbidden
0: like so it's like in catholicism i
1: love psychics you know and, and even, if, even if you believe it like
3: if you even if you believe a single word they say it's like a major sin
0: wow because yeah. in i know in catholicism there's this thing where you can't you know worship false idols right mm-hmm. so yeah. i think that's like the same concept where you don't want to be like following things that may or may but not i don't align think with the that religion.
1: necessarily falls underneath like horoscopes and mm-hmm. psychics and mediums but I might be wrong. I'm like, I'm very in touch, but I'm probably the most out-touch, in-touch person when it comes to religion. Yeah. Um, my father uses God as an excuse for everything. This, <laughs> man, this man is literally like, just say a prayer. You'll be fine. <laughs> And my mom's the same way. But I don't mom... think it's going to work if I don't pray. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think God's going to help me if I don't worship him. <laughs> um, but, like, then me and my brother, I don't know. We just, my brother hated going to church as a kid. And I only like going to Christian churches. Mm-hmm. I find regular, like, Catholic church mm-hmm. very, very boring. Um, so I go to Christian church, and I used to go to youth group. With my friends who belong to shelter shelter rock, yeah um farther out in the island, and that's when I really started getting in touch um like I have a journaling Bible um I love her she's my best friend <laughs> um wonderful. so i've read I've literally read the Bible and have annotated it
0: and that's oh. a, it, the the Bible I feel like is a great resource for one like like lessons and um stories you know like because there's a lot of stories that you can or cannot take literally and you can learn something from it. And it's the same with the Quran. Like, there's yeah. a lot of stories that you can take from it, regardless of if um, you're a Muslim. Um, and, and obviously, you have to treat people's beliefs and people's sharings with respect, because this is something that means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. And, and But it is something that you can learn from, like, I, regardless of where you're from. Because, you know, again, I was raised with Catholicism, Roman Catholicism. I was confirmed in the Catholic Church. And I was also raised with Hinduism. And I had to learn my bhajans and um you know because th- th- that comes with being a mixed kid
3: oh yeah no i was gonna say like i I know how to read the Quran. it's arabic mm-hmm. but like i don't understand it so it's like i'm, t- I'm just reading <laughs> like, just, listen, like, listen, yeah, yeah yeah i'm just reading i'm just reading it i'm just like i don't know what's going on but it sounds beautiful but like i was like one day i was like you know what? let me see what i'm like let me understand what i'm reading and i'm like i just got straight chills bro yeah. straight chills like there's this one verse in the Quran. it's like it explains um what is it? It like explains hellfire and how like painful it is, mm-hmm. and um, God says that like He explains how painful hellfire is, how like you know how it's gonna burn you and stuff, and then He says, did you get did you get scared? And like of course you get scared. He's like, good, you got scared. That means that now hellfire is haram for you. Like I can't put you in hellfire anymore if you got scared.
0: So it's like a fear of. He's, like, span. scaring you just
3: mm-hmm. to tell you, okay, good. You got scared. Now you can go to, he- like, or heaven.
1: See, that's so interesting. Yeah. My parents have always been very strong, like, about our religion. I mean, like, I, I was forced to go to, like, Sunday school. Me too. No, it wasn't um, normal
3: for us. It wasn't Sunday school. See, it was, like, every single day after school. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so, sometimes Sunday. So
0: imagine that, but, but yeah. imagine having to do both of your things. Like, imagine having to go to Catholic school on Sundays and then having okay, to do Bible lessons like, twice a week. Um, <laughs> is that even
1: allowed? Like So question. that's
0: actually a great question because um some, so in Guyana, this is a very common practice. Like you, a lot of people practice Catholicism and Hinduism. And it's, a, I mean, for a great part, it's due to British colonialism, but um a lot of people do practice it. However, many Roman Catholics don't believe that you can practice both. They believe that practicing Hinduism is like um, falling under a false idol. Mm-hmm. And for many people, like you believe that and that is true to you. Yeah. Um, and as to how I was raised, yeah. it was there's a lot of blending of like Hinduism and Catholicism and a lot of it goes together. Like Hindus don't believe that there's millions of gods. They believe that there's one god that comes down in many forms. So it is yeah. it's both a polytheistic religion and a monotheistic religion. Um, so if we're talking about religion, there are ways that both religions blend. And there's a ways that a lot of religions blend that people don't realize. But how I most, was yeah,
3: most religions, if you think about it, they both they all have like the same mm-hmm.
0: like the, con- the concepts the concept like christianity the
3: um islam Judaism, whatever mm-hmm. they all have the same like con- like same core concepts, and they're like pretty much built off of each other
0: and I think a big part of all of them is just you you follow what you think is good and you lead your life the way that you were taught, yeah, yeah
3: but Sorry, I was like I'm
1: drinking my <laughs> shake and espresso. But,
3: like i was I was having a conversation with one of my friends from Brooklyn the other day. And um, we were, like, talking about how some converts that, like, convert to Islam, like, they're better Muslims than us, Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy because, like, we grew up with it. We know everything, like, we know how to do everything, but we're not, like, most of us are not as close to it as converts are, Mm -hmm. which is kind of, like, mind-blowing.
0: And the more people that you're exposed to, like, within and without, outside of your religion, um, the more you learn about how you practice, the more you learn about how they practice and how you can possibly practice. Because even if you're not religious, like I think, like my father is not very religious at all, which is crazy because I was forced to like go to Sunday <laughs> school growing up.
1: But, he said, "I want it, my daughter to be, be but, able to get married in a church." Yeah. Period. <laughs> even though I wasn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, like like my dad, um, wonderful wonderful man, but he was like, um, you know, like expelled from the Catholic Church. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's another story Shot though. Fire. That's, that's another story. Whoa. Um, but. Um, yeah, so he just, like, wanted me to learn about it. And my dad, you know, takes a lot of values from different religions. Like, he knows about Islam, and he knows about Judaism, and he knows, and he takes what he believes is right and true, and he teaches it to us. So, I think it's, it's very great to have an open mind, and it's also great to know what you believe, and what you believe is true. Yeah. So, Ari, going back to that culminating question, um, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned this semester?
3: Wait, hold on. I'm just so curious. How the okay. fuck do we get from organ- being organized that, to religion? That is the beauty
0: you of know? Tea and Tangents with Tara. <laughs> like, that's actually mind boggling.
1: There is no straight road. It's just a whole bunch of branches. But it all okay, leads continue. back to Rome. Continue. Um, <laughs> I, you know, this This is a hard one. Because I'm. I'm very stubborn. I'm very, like, stuck in my ways. Um, I don't like being told no. I <laughs> <Make> <laughs> my boyfriend is making fun of me in like, the yes, corner. No. <laughs> it's alright, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What did I do? <laughs> Nicholas, Nicholas, Come what on.
0: could
3: you do? You're perfect. I I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tara just cut right, us off. Ahead, That's so fucked up. Ahead, go,
0: ahead. Yeah. go ahead. Give me a shout out. I was gonna go
2: say ahead. give a shout out to Tara's podcast but and no, 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 check in no, no. out our other. Oh, I thought episodes, you were gonna but...
0: shout out your own business. No, absolutely not. I was not <laughs> going to do that. But now that
2: you brought it up, maybe <laughs> I should let people know, know <laughs> that I'm a photographer.
0: Right, but give yeah, the no, plug, but like if you guys ever
3: need a photographer, my boy Nick, amazing photos. Nicholas DeJoya no Nicholas DeJoya dot wow Instagram. Hey, I fixed myself. And Nicholas DeJoya on Instagram. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S. D E G I O I A dot P H O T O dot photography. Let me fucking finish.
1: My dyslexia just kicked in so damn hard, (laughs) bro. So, um, back to Ari. Hello. Um, I think my greatest lesson has been okay, I'm a very emotional person as well. Um, thanks, babe. (laughs) (laughs) My boyfriend happens to be very logical, so we balance each other out quite well. Um, but. I think my greatest lesson this semester and overall has been to not let things mess with me as much as they once did. I, my whole life is a bit crazy, but I will say I've learned a fair share of allowing your emotions to control you. I'm someone who struggles with anxiety very heavily. Um, I was diagnosed when I was 13. Um, I take Lexapro (laughs) when I need it um and i'm very like against medication but it's one of the things that helps me so i've learned to live with it but i will say one thing i think my boyfriend has taught me has been being logical sometimes does benefit you and i hate being logical cuz it makes me feel emotionless at times because i am a very emotional italian sicilian woman and I usually let my like my emotions control me and they overtake every part of my being and I'm no longer able to function. I can't do homework. I can't do things in my sorority. I can't be there for my friends. I can't be there for my boyfriend. I can't be there for my parents and my family the way that they usually need me to be. And allowing yourself to be logical about situations after you let the emotions run through allow like that clear headedness. I don't think you should stop yourself from being emotional. I do think you should let your emotions run. But you have to like be able to put a paperweight on it. Not necessarily like put it under the rug and forget about it. But saying, okay, it's dealt with. It's happening. Let it happen. Let it run through its motions. And then be logical about it. Don't let it affect you. Because when, you le- when you're letting things affect you and it- they become bigger than you, you're no longer able to function. And it's not fair to you and it's not fair to the people around you. So I think that's my biggest lesson.
0: That was very impactful, especially hearing. I mean, I know personally what Ari's been going through um, for the past weeks and months. So learning how to contain your emotions and how to express them healthily is an amazing skill and one that everyone (laughs) should learn. Um, So to my studio audience slash became guest slash main guest um thank you guys this
1: party was supposed <laughs> to be about me and it wasn't even about me it became about everybody else but hey, stealing my hey, damn thunder. Still
0: got the most we, of thunder we did and and don't mm. worry Ari. like we, we have future week, episodes
1: <laughs>
3: and so will we all
0: <laughs>
1: you know eventually i'm just gonna do an episode just me and tara i'm not inviting <laughs> the crew
2: and She's gonna well, a then I'm going to have to do an episode with Abdul, just me yeah, and Abdul. Yeah, just me, Abdul, and Tara?
1: That's
0: fine. No, just <laughs> me and Abdul. Just me, oh, just oh, me and Abdul. Just Abdul, Abdul and podcast. Nicholas on TNT, yeah. and TNT yeah. with Tara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not you even going to be and the and MC for your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> me and Nick are
3: starting a podcast, guys. We'll let you know the name. But
0: um, <laughs> I'll plug it here. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the fact
1: that they're just fully taking your thunder about your damn podcast.
0: Tara, I will run your podcast for you if you need me to. I have to leave a legacy for my younger fellas.
2: If you're ever ever ill (laughs) or you need to take a vacation, Tara, I will run your podcast for you. Thank you so much.
0: I really appreciate the offer. Mm -hmm. Of course. So to my guests, thank you so much for coming on to this episode of Tea and Tangents with Tara. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thanks. Of course. And you're always welcome to come back. And to my listeners, thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.